minutes 38 remaining. They lead by 10 points. It's Fremantle's game now. to lose here. Sandalands the big fist. Oh, look at that what field. Are you Good evening and welcome, Matt Judd. It's been a long time between drinks, my friend, hasn't it? And you know <laughs> three, we get very thirsty. <laughs> three weeks in the bush where the only AFL contact I had was over UHF radio with the neighbours, so <laughs> I could only really find out the scores at the end of the game. I just guess you just roughly know what time to ask. You put it out over the two-way and someone who's lucky enough to have a caravan with an aerial will give you the score back. <laughs> so it's just like uh, uh, checking Docker score over, and it's like yeah. uh, Roger, Roger ninety two. Um, <laughs> Docker's currently one goal seventeen, uh, and <laughs> Hawthorne go seventeen up, goals one. Oh mate, the Hawthorne fifty two point one. He was like, you don't want to know. <laughs> you no, know, you don't. But. Anyway, I'm glad I missed out on those three weeks because I came back and was lucky enough to be there Saturday evening to watch the boys play a good game against the Suns and get up for a win. Yeah, it was um, it was really, really good to see. I actually saw it um, being a very good boyfriend. went along to some work drinks with Beck and so when I was, ch- I was checking the scores and uh, watched the whole fourth quarter at a cocktail bar with heaps of these work <laughs> friends around <laughs> on my phone. The chick that organised it came up and was like, oh, must be fun. And I was like, oh. Especially in, this was in Queensland where people wouldn't quite even understand AFL. Oh, mate. They're like, oh, the Reds playing or something. I was like, no, the Reds are not playing. (laughs) Well, it was good to, it was great to be there. It was good to see Gary Ablett as well. We got to sit behind um, their interchange band. I've never seen him up close and personal. The old hair upside down trick that he's got going on. (laughs) With a big beard and the... Mate. No another hair. another thing, Stephen Male Pat May. Boldness, mate, runs runs strong in his family. Stephen May is a fridge. You know that bump he did on was it Stefan or Stefan Martin? Who? Yeah, oh, from Brisbane, mate. Where he killed him. Oh mate, I'm surprised he is that a he fridge. is. Oh, I would not want to run. I, if I was running it flat, like as fast as I could, and hit Stephen May, he wouldn't even turn around. No, I don't reckon he would either. Um, anyway. Yeah, he's a big, big boy. So is because uh, Tom Lynch didn't play, did he? Or did he play? No, Lynch played. So that was yeah. He played and he's now play. he's out this week. That's right. Yeah. But um, he's a really good player. He's Pav two point I reckon. Yeah, they do have some good young players. But looking to the game and on our end, my big um, highlight, I've noticed that, and I did check up on the previous weeks. Have a look. Nat Fife has come into some good form, and on Saturday night, I put him down for three votes and best on ground. He was he was really good. Yeah, and I've been getting around him on the early segue to gambling, but I've been getting around him um, a lot on betting, trying to see if we can get like 30 and 3 goals or some like ripper game shreds. He he got nearly 30 and 2 goals the other week, and I was pretty happy with that. Um, And how about, sorry mate, sorry to cut you off, how about your boy, you've been calling for it all year, but your boy, Rickety Crickets, mate, (laughs) you finally found that crack pipe. I had him down. He was number two. He was very impressive. And they actually had some highlights commending him on his work that he was doing in the forward line. And he had those two really good kicks from about 60 to sixty to 55 out where he's led, doubled back, found some space, like really smartly done like a figure yep. eight comeback. 
and just worked hard to get the ball and also just being patient with the ball, the ball carrier holding the off, ball carrier. for a good lead. 100%. So I was listening to, it would have been an hour or two ago, Paul Ruse when he does this like team selection thing. Paul Ruse is just a good football brain. Obviously, if he's mates with Ross Lyon, he must know his, know his stuff. But um, just saying how it took two things. It took McCarthy keep working, work into space, out of space, then back into it, and then the ball carrier waiting for it and hitting the short kick. Yeah. And and it made us look... How much better did it make us look? Oh, like, so behind the goals footage of that where he, yeah. where he ducks around, moves, and, and Carmichael, yeah, I, I was a big fan of his game, and it's good to see him kick four goals. Also, the man coming back from getting dropped a few weeks back, um, Kirsten, he seems to be finding a bit, of, a bit of late form. He was also good to watch. Yeah, um, so I'm happy that so he's still sort of a third or a fourth tall, but yeah. um, bet beggars can't be choosers, and he's all we've got, and we didn't give up that much for him. No. Um, and he <coughs> he can still develop, pardon me. But the other guy who um, is the rising star this week, Luke Ryan. Oh, How about him? He was outstanding, and so was Griffin Lowe um, down back. They were they were really good. So Mate, smart if, if, and so if, tough. Yeah. If I was they, Lee Spur sitting on the sidelines with half a hammy, I would be packing him because yeah. he is not going to have a job next year. Mate, Luke Ryan just looked like he just flicked a switch and just went from first year to, like, you know, to, to, he just it, he wasn't phased. It was, well, he, he was just a man on a mission. He was possessed, determined just to win every he contest. He actually looks a little bit like Lee Spur, to be truthful. <laughs> and... You know what? Maybe we just put the thirty-four on him and just pretend like Lee Spurn never existed. I don't know. Yeah. No, it was good to see the young defenders out and about. And Logan, yeah, Logan impressed me. He's man, he's quite quick, eh? He's like a better Zungu. Yeah, well, old mate Oz talks about this a lot. Um, he's got really good closing speed, but he is just—he's a really good yeah. athlete. So he—he'll be able to take leaps and you know sprint down the wing and do all sorts of things. So um, the other thing probably. Um, should have said it when we were talking about him, but Fife, he, I think we were talking about it a few weeks ago, I wanted to see Fife take a few more hangs, and he started yeah. taking the hangs. Yeah. I think Fife's game is like linear relationship with how many hangs he takes is how well he's playing. <laughs> Directly <stops> taking, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a uh, absolutely proportional relationship. Yeah, he, he had at a least few, one hang per game. Some really good outlet contested marks, which help us, you know, those big pack, like, just that one contested one on the on the wing that really opened us up, and he was the man who quite often did it for us. He had a couple of really good one on ones with Gary Ablett, where he like went early and did it quite well. But yeah, definitely yeah. got his confidence up and about. Well, he's our like we used to rely on Pav to be that contested either mark or contest, so he's sort of the next best option. And Tabner did it like one or two games out of his sixty, and we thought, oh, here we go. But then he went back yeah. down in the toilet where he belongs. And back um, to Luke Ryan, what? What record did he intercept marks? Was that a Dockers record or... I don't know. Maybe there was, maybe a first-year player or something. I'm not sure if it was... Should have probably fact-checked this like we never do. Um, well, I told you, mate. We're not about facts here. We're about <laughs> rumour and conjecture. Well, he now holds... Or he either equaled, almost broke, or now holds most intercept marks in the AFL in a game. Hmm. Well, I wonder he if there's have, a record for teams ruining... Uh, other coaches' careers, because I reckon, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I reckon we're up there, and I can think of one, and it happened on the weekend. Um, so yeah, it's the first to go. Rocket Eid gone. 
Um, so, you know, just couldn't handle losing to the Dockers. We're that, <laughs> we're that bad to lose to that we're a coach killer if we win. Oh, mate, poor Rocket. You know what, though? We're going to segue straight into our news section. It's called The Chopping Block. And we're, <laughs> we're each going to uh, predict a coach that's going to get chopped. Soon. Yeah, you've got to pick a game, what's going to do it, who's who's up. Yeah, well, can we do? Can we bet in hindsight? Because I'd be pretty good at that. <laughs> um, well, uh, I'm still a little bit dubious about Buckley. I'm still a little bit dubious about, um, not Hinkley, um, oh... That's all right. All right, I'll stick with Buckley. You um, Buckley? Yeah, I reckon Buckley, well, this sort of segues into the betting point. I'm going to bet on Collingwood this week, but if they lose, I reckon he might get the sack. Yeah, yeah Buckley's sack. a bit of a worry. You know who else has some worries is if you're looking at the list, Hinkley and Simpson are also in a little bit of trouble. Mm, Hinkley, because I think they're going to make finals no matter what. I think you can't sack a coach that makes finals, can you? I don't know, imagine if, well, yeah, they're pretty, well, I mean, if they have a couple of bad losses and go out the first round. Yeah, Port Adelaide are a game clear of eighth and percentage. So they're sort of two games clear with three games to go. They'd have to get pumped twice. Mm. Um, oh, I can't say they're missing finals. And because they missed finals last year, they, oh, I don't know. I, no, I think Hinkley's safe, but it's not a Hinkley's bad thing. safe? Not a bad one. Um, but oh. definitely Adam Simpson. If Eagles slip to like 10th him. or 11th, yeah. it's either him or a big clean out that the Eagles board have to decide. Do they get yeah. rid of the coach or... Um, yeah. That's a tough one. Well, all right, we'll keep an eye on it and we'll get, we'll get back. That next week, we'll check in with the chopping board. The chopping block. We can always talk about players on the chopping block because half of the Dockers have been, been on there at some stage. Um... What about the MRP this week? Did you have anything you wanted to chat about? Well, I just had... I oh, I listened... I watched AFL 360 earlier, which... I, I watched a little bit of it too. It's not oh, a great mate. show, is it? No. They've got Stevie J there, like, getting oh, yeah. to interview him. And it, Robbo asks him a question, and Stevie J's like, I don't understand. He's like, can you clarify? And Robbo's question is just ramble. Like, is I it just know. like, oh, Stevie? Oh, yeah, just, and he's oh. just like, he's like, where's the game headed and... Stevie's just like I'm not he's like what do you mean man like, <laughs> leave me alone god they give Stevie J and they also just pumped him up like Stevie J is awesome but they were like just everyone loves Stevie J and it's like well no like Geelong won three premierships everyone hates Geelong and hates Stevie J not too like, many people outside of Geelong liked Stevie J that much no. I think everyone respected how dynamic he was but I Absolutely. remember him being a little like oh, the man. Ballantine of um, yeah Bloody Geelong. Yeah. No denying oh, well. his skill. But besides that, what have you have you got anything that you've picked up this week in the media? Well, I've I've um there's two things. The first one, I'm gonna spin the MRP back onto the players, uh, probably where it was originally thought it was only gonna aim at. Um so the <laughs> The media review panel is now going to be the match review panel again, and mm. Jared McVeigh, when he got kissed on the on the head by Langford, and then came out sulking about it, saying it was disrespectful. Um, oh, I just think that is one of the gayest things you can bloody say. It's yeah. guys just kissed you. It's it, like 
kiss him back or something. Do something funny. It's just gags. It's it's how how um, sensitive can you be, mate? Like your precious little yeah little baby. Mate, you got Stephen May almost killing blokes on the football field, and you're yeah. worried about a little peck. Langford's all right. Yeah, maybe and like maybe he's oppressing Langford's sexuality or something. Oh, like who mate. knows? Maybe you're being disrespectful, uh, Jared McVeigh. Mate, speaking of as well, Eddie Maguire going back onto the footy show tonight. They're meant to have a some gay gay thing. Yeah, AFL player coming out who's gay. I thought Should so. We, are we going to try to predict it? Well, I've been uh, I've been hearing rumours all year that uh, Darcy Moore from Collingwood is gay. Um, yeah. And then someone went on and looked at his Instagram and reckons they can confirm it purely from his Instagram, just the way it's set out. <laughs> but um, I've heard, I've heard, I haven't actually looked at it, but I've heard heard that it's um, suggestive. Um, but yeah, I'd say Darcy Moore. I don't know who else. Maybe maybe there's a few in there. There could be some who, kind of wild cards coming out, like um, Dennis Armfield. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> I saw a really good thing. So obviously we've had lots of um, retirees. So Stevie J, Rewald, who else? Um, we had Joe Watson. Joe Watson. Who are the Sam other ones? Sam Mitchell, Prudus, exactly. Rewald. So there's a lot of flags and oh, Boyd as well. Flags and things. I saw this thing that was like um, Dennis Armfield comes out and retires, and it was. I actually didn't under, didn't believe that Dennis Armfield was still playing AFL. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Mate, speaking speaking of Joe, that's another thing that um, came up during the week when he retired. Was the thing about him returning his Brownlow medal? Yeah. How they like don't know where it is. As in they've lost the actual medal. The physical medal. So he's been stripped of his title. So everything that goes with it is, you know, it goes down. He hasn't won the brown load. But, like, he hasn't given back his medal. Yeah, so, like, so he's going to give like, back the title. Well, it's rumoured... The Wikipedia. Yeah, it's rumoured uh, that his grandma has it. But he said that that's just a... No, that's just a replica. And he said back when he won it, he gave it to his parents and he never looked at it since. So, you know what I reckon, though, mate, if you tell Joe, like, give back the medal or we'll find you, like, $100,000, I guarantee you he'll pull it. He'd find it pretty quick. <laughs> pretty quick. It'd be in his pocket. It'd be in his pocket. If he, plays, if, he's play, if he plays golf, it's probably his golf ball marker. Like, he probably marks his the ball thing. with the brown limit. Yeah, but I thought that was pretty funny. He never gave it back. So he's still, the brown low, he's still the Brownlow medalist. Well, he still holds the Brownlow medal. And that's it. <laughs> I like how they had to make two more retrospective ones. <laughs> the Brownlow guy, he only gets one job a year. He was like, yes, I've just tripled my productivity this year. <laughs> yeah, it must be, it must be win-win when there's a double. <laughs> yeah, he loves it. He's just um, sitting there. How about um, the other MRP, which sort of is a little bit, uh, I don't know, I don't really know who I'm aiming this at, but there's been a few rumours. You know, there's all the Mitch McGovern rumours, and then, mm. um, and then it spread to Jeremy McGovern um, about how he didn't go to training, therefore he must be leaving the club. And then people tried to link it to how um, Prittis was getting let go and all this stuff. Um, so from there, so they were talking about how if McGovern came to Freo, then Jeremy might. And then Adelaide 
obviously have Lever up for trade as well, and then these media report, uh, releases of huge trade of, like, I think it was uh, Hogan and some other Melbourne player, Clayton Oliver for Jake Lever and Mitch McGovern. And it's just like, what's the point of that trade? You're just taking a similar player and putting him in a different environment where he's going to take a year or two to be good. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that's like for like. It doesn't make any sense. Like, the only people that's pleasing is the player that wants to go home. And Hogan's not from Adelaide, so he's, he'll be like, what? Hogan. Yeah, smoking Hogan. <laughs> smoking Joe. One ball, one ball smoking Hogan. Oh, yeah, uni. Yeah. Um, no, nah, I love all the trade news and stuff like that. I'm a big fan of it. Love all the rumours. It'd be sweet. It's so good stirring up Eagles supporters saying that's, they're going to get super That was McGovern. my next thing, mate. I've super stirred, I've stirred up so many Eagles supporters um, just saying, oh, it's going to be pretty sweet when um, Jeremy comes over with Mitch. And they're like, why would Jeremy go, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mate, um, it's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be pretty harsh next year when Jeremy Govan kicks, you know, ten for Frio in the in the Derby. <laughs> but the Eagles, Eagles people are very sensitive at the moment, and I think it's if you're a Dockers oh. fan, you should be out there trying to jab them, and you know, just those little Ballantine, just take take a little leaf out of Ballantine's book and pinch them and jab them and whisper in their ear. Just fire them up until they smack you in the head and get a two-week suspension like Scarlet did. Khan Carlton. <laughs> All Mate. right, should, should we um, have a little go at the top three? Now, do you yeah. want to talk us through the plan? So the plan for the last three, the last three weeks for the top three... We're going One to of them will be a live episode that like, we'll be sitting next to each other next week. Both yelling into the one microphone. Uh, um, yelling anyway. When Juddy comes back for his favourite favourite team, his little whipping boys, the Richmond. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they might feature in, in our next top three, actually. But, yeah, so for the last three weeks, we're going to have top threes. We're going to go through top three wins, our top three moments. Of this season, yeah. And then top season. three moments of this season. And then we'll go through our top three players for the for the year to cap it all off. So yep. We and that, that'll sort of be our prediction for the Doig as well. Yeah, we'll go have a little Doig special night. Yeah, I was still pretty hopeful we'd run the table and make finals, but I don't think mathematically it's even possible, even if there's like a few abandoned games and stuff <laughs> where no one gets points. Looking forward to upsetting, because we've got Sydney, Richmond and Essendon. So, like, we could spoil some parties and stuff like that in the top eight, top four. Like, yeah, we could. I'd like, to, I'd like to get stuck into Essendon and Richmond, um, but yeah. we'll talk about Sydney in a sec. Go on. So, we're going to kick off... We're going to do top three wins. We don't know what we've each picked, so I'll kick it off with my third favourite win of this year. It was at home. I was there, and it was against North Melbourne, where Kirsten snaked one round the corner for the win. Mate, so that was in my top three as well. And may I just say, I lost my voice for a good four or five days after that. I remember at one stage, we'd had a few beers, and we had a few beers after that as well. I remember at one stage after the game, like after we kicked the goal and siren went, I was just standing in the crowd with my arms in the air, looking at this guy shouting as loud as I could. <laughs> I think I was doing that for a good couple of minutes, like breathing in and then shouting again, just like, Yes! Um, I was very excited by that. Me, you, and Ducky rolled in, and Whitey rolled into that that thirtieth uh, birthday party, red yeah. hot. Came the in post, like wrecking the balls. Post North Melbourne party. 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, we came in hot that day. Um, definitely. So I'll, I'll put that as my number three as well. How about your number two? My number two was the ice cold Monday. Oh. The, the big win against Richmond. Yep. So I reckon I'll, I'll reverse my order and I'll say he's probably my number one, but because you've already called it, I'll chat about it. How good was it for one? How good was it that Ross Lyon didn't actually watch the last kick? <laughs> just yeah. like was in the elevator or something. Um, How good was that period of the season where Richmond just couldn't win games? Like they yeah. <laughs> it was uh, pretty exciting. Richmond are pretty good now, though. Um, yeah. But I remember, I think I did the same thing at that game, standing in, I was at the G, watching, standing in the crowd, arms in the air, shouting. But then I, re- I remembered how much I lost my voice the previous time, so I didn't shout for as long. Um, but it was a very exciting game. And yeah. afterwards, had to listen to about 10 Richmond supporters unsolicitedly come up to me and tell me what happened in the game, like break it down for me. I was like, mate, I don't want to listen to you. You just lost to Freo. <laughs> I thought I thought it was all over. I thought it was all over when they kicked like three or four. I was like, we're going to lose this. I was like, how are we going to lose this? And I just remember, I didn't even get, when they kicked to get in front, I was like, oh, I was just like, good showing, but like, that's a disappointing way to end. Oh, well. And then just out of nowhere, and then I was just standing behind the couch. I was like, Monday's not I was like, do not do this, you dirty dog. Yeah. Mate, do you remember, I think when that game happened, me and you were talking about, we just need one more goal for the quarter. We need one goal. And we couldn't even score it between the sirens. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I think there was like two games or three games like that. Where Geelong we game was like that? Yeah, Geelong game. We literally just needed... And we nearly scored it on the siren. Like, yeah. Sonny Walters oh, nearly scored it. Mate, that leapfrogs us to number one. I tell you what, if Mickey Walters had a slot that sozzy... Oh, that would have been exciting. All right. Number one, I think we probably agree on this without even talking previously about it. Are you going to go for the Doggies, the first yeah, win of the season? The first win of the season. The where what, where were you more. watching that? Were you at the game? I was at a friend's house watching it on my oh, That's right. You gave up your, your tickets. I you absolute jerk. And they couldn't get it on the TV or something. Oh, they didn't have a TV. They don't have a TV. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just kept watch- I kept watching it and I was like, far out. And then... We got behind, and I was like, oh, again. I was like, they're not going to... And the boys, they just... The way they got it done in that last quarter, that's probably what gives it to me. To come back, what were we, 13 points behind at three-quarter time? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just thought that was sensational for the first win. And we actually looked exciting, didn't we? It was amazing. We oh. brought in all that. We brought in, like, five changes or six changes or something. Yeah. Um, I remember watching that in the sunny coast, um, sunshine coast, that is, up here, with... Um, uh, mum, dad, sister, uh, nephew, and um, Beck, and sitting there watching it. And I'd had a few, and so dad, we were getting really excited. We thought we were just going to watch another pantsing. We we're getting really excited. At one stage, when they kicked the goal late, I like excitedly like went to hit hit Beck in the leg, and <laughs> got a little bit too excited. She was like, "That really hurt," and there was just this hand mark on her leg. <laughs> like, whoops. Well, there has been a lot of good moments through the season. We've been involved in a lot of um, the one that isn't. You know, there's the Melbourne game that's not in there. Like we've that won some good games. Too. So that was Cam Mack. Yeah, big rickety got up for us. The big catfish McCarthy. A lot of people at the game were getting around it. I was shouting it out. Or big catfish. Yeah, <laughs> catfish McCarthy. I think that was from one of our number top top two dog talk. Yeah, fans. one of our top two ticket holders. But yeah, 
Yeah, the Bulldogs one. One of the two that ticket holders that we have. That are getting shirts. Yeah, definitely getting shirts. Um, Alright, so let's get let's do some gambling, mate. Oh, absolutely. Can, can I quickly tell you, I've already told you personally, but um, explain my uh, why I hate Essendon Football Club now. Oof. So, seven leg multi, some rowdy stuff in there, Hawthorne to beat Sydney, all these other things, paying like $2.50, gets to the seventh leg. Of course, the seventh leg is the, the like most certain thing. I think it was Essendon to beat... Um, Saints? Oh, somebody. No, Dogs. Essendon beat the yeah, Dogs. Yeah, to beat the Dogs. And they were paying like a dollar sixty or something, and I was like, come on, they can't do it. Bloody um, Kale Hooker. Stuffing oh, it up mate. on the goal line, you know, couldn't kick goal to save his life. Cost me six hundred dollars, <laughs> mate. A- outrageous. Kale Hooker, honestly, like, I-, I don't know what his problem is. I was watching them on the weekend. He can't kick football. No, L- like he just sprints as quickly as he can at the man on the mark, and then kicks it as quick as he can. He's like, oh, thank God, that's over. And then he's like, oh shit, that one went through. Kick like one goal five or two goals five, I think he kicked. Yeah, he really cost me. Might send him the bill and then oh, hang the letter. Mate. But yeah, um, it doesn't matter about the horrible loss. The one way to get over is punts and more. Exactly. I definitely did butter up the next week and I've buttered up again this week, so that's fine. Um, who are you going to go for, Ruffy? Um, I got $10 on Geelong because I don't know. How much really... are they paying? A couple of dollars? 230 And it's at yeah. Skilled. That's not bad. Did you see their ins? I think they had some pretty good ins. Dangerfield's back. Yeah. I, I, I mean, actually... I did see that, um, and I thought, ooh, they're a chance. Well, I think that's not bad. The I'm way they get played around. against... Um, yeah, go on. The way they played against... was They got done by Sydney quite bad. I just think they're going to turn it around, and I do not trust Richmond at all one bit. I, don't, I know I missed out on three weeks. They probably played well, but do not trust them. Yeah... I don't know. Juddy, don't trust them. Okay, I don't trust them. You know what a team I don't trust is uh, your mate Ken, Hink- Ken Hinckley's Ooh, team, Port. Yeah. And so I'm going to get around the Pies, who aren't a bad team anymore, at $3.16, even though I said that Buckley's going to probably get sacked. Um, I'm going to get around the Pies versus Port. I reckon Port are water. Yeah, they're Absolute struggling. water. Mate, talk about power outage. Mm, there was talk a lot about... of um, a lot of newspaper editors that were just licking their lips when the power were losing last week. Did you see um, their banner? Adelaide, Adelaide power outs, all sorts of things. Yeah, no, I didn't. What did it say? It was like checklist. The banner they the checklist for Adelaide supporters or something. And I think it was just making a joke about and like apricot slice was one of the things. So it was like... So they... Adelaide are the Eagles. Yeah, so it was like Chardonnay, tick, um, something tick, apricot slice, tick, banging on the fence, and it wasn't ticked. So then afterwards, there was just so many photos of like... Banging on the fence? No. No, Adelaide supporters with apricot slice. Oh. (laughs) You you better hope it wasn't the Port home game, because they would have been leaving very early. How about that when the Port supporters... This is another thing we should have MIP. Let's MIP the crowd now. Oh. Um, when those Port supporters left, and then Robbie Gray kicks that goal to win them Mate. the game. One of the most exciting games of the year. Goal of the year. There should be... Like, there should be some bands put out for that. If I was a Port-like person, I would be so livid. 
people. Why can't How you can wait a minute? Like, why can't you just wait like two minutes? How, How what, what's the rush? How are they out the time so well? Like when at the Dobbers game, the members I sit around, like you can't get anything out of them. It's on the on the radio. Generally, they talk about it, but I don't know. Um, the the stupid thing is, is like what that five minutes that they left in saved them was like right. literally nothing in traffic, nothing in like uh, I don't understand what people's rushes yeah. to get home. I need to We've get been home. To Adelaide Oval as well. Same right? have a beer, bro. Yeah. Oh, get another cider. Have a cider, mate. And have a have a Tums or something to cure Tum- that reflux. Yeah. Have a cider and watch Robbie Gray kick all the year. Like <laughs> oh, amazing. Mate. Unreal. Like I don't know I don't know if I've ever left too many Dockers games early. And if I have it was because it was for a reason, not just because they weren't playing well. Like I've worked enough bad Dockers games to not care if they're playing badly. Got an immunity. Well, yeah, I think we've we built up a tolerance. We need a prediction, I reckon. Um, prediction and quick quick touch on the Suns game. I mean, Suns game. Swans game. Yeah, definitely. Let's tie these in together because we're yeah. uh, efficient. So, I reckon this week we're going to give Sydney a scare like we did with Geelong and like we did with GWS. We're going to give them a bit of a scare, but then they'll yep. get over the line. And I reckon we'll. I reckon the good bet is the line is currently at forty-four points. I reckon we'll lose by thirty-ish. Yeah. So still, I don't think we'll lose by lose by that much. The boys, I reckon they're after. They should be after a big. Hopefully, they're after a big scalp. It'd be good yep. if they build this game up. Like, let's get this one on for the fans. You know, we're not yeah. going to play finals this year. For let's Juddy, even. Oh man. And I heard <laughs> a good fact in the last month of football, Brad Hill leading meters gained. Oh, mate, he's been getting like 700 a game. Lockie Neal second in clearances and Matt Fife second in contested possessions. So, yeah, so they're really I, working into it, aren't they? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident with $10 odds. Yeah, it's big, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it'd be, great. it'd be great to see a good show. It's an annoying Saturday morning 11am slot for me. Yeah, 1pm 1, 1 over here. Oh, I've got the call up... Um, so I'm going to miss the sale of the game. I got the call up to play twos at the club. I haven't trained all year. Literally, basically forgot I was there. And they're like, oh, can you play twos? I was like, oh, okay. I was like, uh, I guess. <laughs> you should be fit. You literally ran a marathon, a marathon like two uh, ago. I'll see how I go, mate. Maybe, mate. I think we're playing like our twos, like second last on the ladder. And we're playing third last on the ladder. So maybe we can get a win. Well, that's exciting for us to leave on that note because next week we'll touch back on the Swans game. We'll get yeah, we can, game. we can review the twos for UQ versus yeah. Yoronga, I think. Um, Enjoy the Q Clash this weekend. Will do. And, mate, next week's episode will be filmed live in front of an, a, a live ostrich. <laughs> um, will be Sunday after the game, I reckon. We'll get stuck into it. Uh, wait, yeah. All right, mate. I'll talk to you soon.